Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, it's your boy Dylan here, and I just wanted to talk to you guys about our sponsor for today's show as we are part of the Believe Podcast Network, and that is Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That is B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your bonus. That is all capitalized. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, at Thunder Chats, and I'm joined by four lovely gentlemen tonight. So first off, we've got um, returning to the podcast after a few weeks here, the one, the only, Matthew Mullins, a.k.a. Maddie Moles. Maddie Moles, how are you, sir? Man, I'm I'm good. Um, We're doing uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting to start the new year uh, with our church, and the thing I'm fasting is alcohol. You guys know me. Ooh. That's kind of a big deal. Um, he so old fashioned with him today. I, I got that good old Topo Chico with the twist of lime. Uh, that sounds and then, like alcohol, but you know, <laughs> it, it's not. Uh, but it is glorious uh, nonetheless. And then I've got some beaver nuggets. I know uh, most of y'all probably don't know nothing about those Bucky's beaver nuggets, but they're all right. They scratch the itch, so I'm pretty good. Rock and roll. All right. Well, after Maddie Moles, we've got uh, Alex Roig in Oklahoma. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just a. Uh, I'm just a little bit, a little bit worried about uh, rumors abound. So we shall see about this. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. There's, there's no need to worry. We're gonna address those uh, when the time comes. Uh, speaking of rumors and when they are uh, coming out here, I've got. Uh, my rumor brother here, Jerry Stevens. How are you, Champagne Jerry? Doing well, man. Uh, just blessed to have sauces every so often that that you know take care of us and and make sure that uh, we're the first to hear it if, if there's any rumblings on some stuff. So, um, yeah, loving it, man. Loving it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just glad I was awake this time to <laughs> fully enjoy the sauce. 
I turned into Woj for a night and that was great. And I, and what was even better is that I beat you to it and I gained, you probably would have gained like 15,000 followers off of that. And I gained, I think like 50 and I was still amped the hell up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sauces, man. The sauces. No, there's, there's no way I'm gaining that many, man. I'm not, I'm not as Hollywood as, uh, you know, some other accounts. On God, <laughs> this guy, this uh, guy. VIP. To our to our last one, um, a Thunder VIP. The next time that you hear him on our podcast, he will be in Oklahoma City. The one, the only, at three underscore cone Connor. Um, yeah, uh, Thunder game was super interesting tonight. It was a really rough start, and then a little <laughs> bit better. Um, and I think rough is an understatement to say how it started. But yeah, excited to go to OKC, seeing a couple of games, seeing us get that rematch against the Wolves on Friday and then against the Nuggets on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to go flying out tomorrow. So I have my uh, wide open and empty suitcase behind me, have not started packing for the flight, which is the best way to do it. So excited to exactly excited to not do that until probably 1 a.m. So that'll be fun. The last time we talked, you said you were going to do it tomorrow, get in a good night's rest, do it tomorrow. And then you know, be okay. You didn't, you weren't going to stay up late tonight. So have the plans changed? You're going to stay up late tonight. Well, I mean, the, the plan was never to stay up late. It's just kind of, um, you know, it kind of happened naturally. I just was like, Hey, I should do this thing. I did not do that thing. And here I am now. So that'll work. That'll work. Yep. That sounded like Perd happily on parks and rec explaining uh, the news there. So I like that. Um, Thank no, you. Yeah, speaking from experience, you know, a guy that's, uh, you know, going to OKC first time for their first game, uh, I could not sleep a wink the night before. So, uh, Cone, I understand why you're going to be up late. So, it's all good, man. Um, you know, like you said, the Thunder had played a basketball game tonight. Uh, it started off rough. Um, the whole performance, um, shooting-wise, um, turnovers, ETC um, was rough. Hopefully, they got that performance out of their way so uh, they can play their best brand of basketball when Connor is in town. So, um, without further ado, we're going to jump into that game with the segment we like to call Single Large Item. Single, Single large, large Item. And I think that the only person that we could really start off this segment with is Connor, man. Connor, break us down. Start us off with your Single Large Item. Um, my Single Large Item is how special Josh Giddy is. Uh, the more that he plays, the more comfortable that he looks. The step back three over Carl Anthony Towns today, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous because it wasn't just a step back. It was from straight away deep. Uh, Giddy just, he continues to look more comfortable. He looked like he might get that second triple double tonight. He could have had it if we just knocked down any shots. Uh, his rebounding continues to be ridiculous for a guy who has kind of a skinnier frame. He just gets in there. He was battling for boards with Cat download tonight and he was coming out with a lot of them uh, especially his offensive rebounding the way that he creates more possessions for the team and that's such a good skill to have because his ability to play make at the second he comes down with those boards and the defense is just all over the place after the shot attempt he can just he thinks so quick on his feet and create shot attempts so he's just he's so special we we knew about the playmaking the rebounding's coming along his scorings look better he's now a two-time rookie of the month and i don't see anyone in the west right now that's going to compete with him for this month mm-hmm. because through the first couple of games he became the youngest player to have a triple double had a double double tonight could have had another triple double if we knocked down shots he's scoring more efficiently just it looks like everything continues to come together for him and uh, yeah, I'm just I, like, there are so many people that like, uh, tweet at me on Twitter, like, yo, this Josh Giddy guy's really good. And it's like, yeah, if you watch him, 
it it pops the second you start watching a player like okay yeah that guy's really good yeah and um you know, we're, we kind of buried the lead here. And, you know, I said we're just talking about this game. I'm breaking my own rule. But, you know, we haven't got to talk about, like, Josh Giddy became the youngest player to ever record a triple-double on Sunday in the game against the Mavericks, you know. Obviously, he was missing a lot of players. But, you know, uh, he's played games without Shea. He's played games without Dort. He's played games without other guys before and still not been able to, you know, get over the hump, so to speak. And, I mean, he, he showed out. What what was it? He was uh, 19 years and 84 days. Is that is that the right – that's right. correct i think yeah. so sound right yeah so yeah man i mean um uh, you know it, it's exciting to you know see him continue to grow and develop and you know you're talking about his rebounding um i tweeted about this uh bill simmons and jake Alman was talking about their favorite rookies and when they brought up josh giddy um you know uh, jake Alman said he's bullying people like so much more than i ever thought he would be doing like he's he's a big body uh lead guard out there and you know he's he's really throwing his weight around um, inside uh and you know talking about you know his west western conference uh rookies of the month uh, i think it was shay underscore media um shout out shout out shay media i know he listens to the show um he was talking about how it's kind of crazy that the rookie of the year is probably going to have less rookie of the months than josh giddy just because josh giddy kind of stands on his own in the western conference and you know, it's probably going to be Evan Mobley rookie of the year, but even if it wasn't, he's got Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Franz Wagner out there, you know, battling with him for rookie of the month. So, yeah, man, uh, Giddy's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, anybody else got well, anything to say about Giddy? Oh, Jerry does. I was going to say, what's crazy to me is, like, he could have had this thing forever ago already. Like, yeah. he's been flirting with this thing for since the beginning of the season. I think it was fairly early, like a couple weeks into the season, he almost had one, and then – it was like we were all on giddy watch for all of December, you know, because he was just right there, you know, rebound away, assist away. Uh, the night that he put up O ten 10 and something else, you know, with, 10, with the points. 10, yeah. yeah. O ten 10 and 10. Um, and just missed a lot of easy shots that night. If we're being honest, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of crazy to think that he's already ascended this fast and, the way he gets his triple doubles is just it's it's so pure like it's just super duper natural um like this isn't a dig at russ or anything like that but like you know it it some of the some of the rebounding seem kind of forced i guess is the way to say it um and i don't feel that way with with giddy it just seems like he's just playing basketball naturally um and i love to see it I'd like to admit that I was completely wrong on Giddy draft day. Oh, um, wait a second. Did you call him an F and D head uh, draft night? Because if you didn't, I was completely wrong. <laughs> I didn't go that far, but I, I obviously, uh, I had uh, boot night goggles and then the rails came off when Shingoon got dealt to our uh, hated rivals that also live in Texas like I do. Um Oh, the memories. Oh, the memories of that night. Oh, yeah. And now that I'm recalling that, it makes me really sad. I can't go drink bourbon right now. But um, Giddy, the the thing I like about this kid is like, although he's so young, he plays like he's been in the NBA for like five, six, seven years, right? Mm -hmm. He can, he's ambidextrous and can make, can make plays on, on either side of the court, um, either hand. He anticipates well. He had this one inbounds throw to, to Wiggins uh, tonight that, 
you know, if, if Wiggins makes that, it's a three point game in, in, in crunch time and it just didn't work out. But the fact that he even saw that that was an option is just incredible to me. Cause I, I was like, well, it's too much in there. And after the pass, it was like, oh man, he was like actually kind of wide open and just Wiggins didn't bring the pass in. So he does, he does at least two or three plays a game that just make you say, wow, how did he even see that coming? Um, and, and that's, that's very surprising and it's very refreshing because guys, I think we have our star to go right alongside Shay. We thought it was maybe a question mark. I don't think it's much of a question mark anymore. I, I don't think this is a fluke and it's crazy to think what his potential could be. Yeah, man. I, like Josh Giddy, just like the way he, he plays his rebounding out there on the court, like, you know, he's out here getting, what was it today, 15 rebounds? Yep. What was it? Yeah, 15 rebounds. 15 rebounds, I was just saying. That's just stupid. And, like, a lot of those rebounds, four offensive rebounds, you battle against four offensive rebounds. Like, you know, he plays He plays like he's six foot nine. Like, he doesn't play like he's skinny, point guard, whatever. No, he plays like he's six foot nine. It's just the stars, and you know, we're, we're, I think we're witnessing a star in the making because I think, you know, he he should have been hitting a rookie wall. Can you guys hear me? Now I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we can. Where where did I leave off? Um, uh, you're wall. saying that he's yeah he's he's has not hit a wall yet. Yeah, so you know, at this point, thirty. 35, 30, you know, almost 38 games into the season, a lot of rookies are starting to hit a wall, and it seems like he's more ascending than descending. Um, and so that just tells me that he has been able to watch film. He's been able to take parts of this game that maybe teams were starting to, you know, push him to his left, push him to his right, whatever, and he's countering those. And so, you know, that's just – that's the making of – of a solid NBA player, maybe even a, a star in the making. So it's awesome. And we keep on we keep on getting these guys that you know these point these point guards. And it again. So that's awesome. Yeah, what's what's not awesome is your internet connection. Um, but that's okay. I think I think we we can pick out the pieces there, uh, yeah. No, Josh uh, I, I'm just waiting for Alex to start cussing at his router again. <laughs> oh yeah, B-roll. Um, yeah, man, Josh is just great, 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 great. Like I I have to eat my words. Tiffany Layman on Twitter shares that video every single time that Giddy has just an amazing game of me saying, "So goods on the table." And we drafted this D head. Um, and I have to just eat my words every single time. It's 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 fun though. I like to eat those words. Those are those are good words to eat. Those words be tasty, huh? They're nice. All right. Maddie Moles, I'm going to you, man, because it's been a while since you've been on here. What's your single large item for the game? Um, mine is uh I want so bad for this guy to be successful. And 
there's always just like one series of events in a game that you're just like only you last week or, or a game or two ago this guy was wide open tried to reverse dunk and got rejected <laughs> ran down to the other side of the floor he ended up getting a steal and then just did a straight up dunk on the fast break and you're like yep only poku that that only him man he's such a journey every single game that you watch him uh and he had he had a little blip today he had a wide open layup nobody was around him nobody was like five feet away from him and he missed it he got it and put it back real quick but it's just like man like it's just always something there and out of all the starters i mean jerry got 22 minutes Shea obviously with 38 expected giddy with 35 expected wiggins got 37 really incredible but poku only 17 minutes this guy we're trying to develop and it's just like there's some times where it's really hard to keep him on the floor um and and so like i was really hoping and expecting to see a little more out of him my single large item is at what point are we going to be able to unlock opportunities for him to to grow and succeed especially when we're fighting coming back in a game and, and trying to be competitive so I was just really frustrated with what I saw out of him tonight. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I'm going to piggyback on this because it kind of bleeds into my single large item. Um, just how absolutely like terrible of a basketball game this was specifically early on. Um, both teams combined had 33 turnovers, 17 for the Thunder, 16 for the uh, for the Wolves. <laughs> The Thunder shot 36.7%. The Wolves shot 40% even from the field. They both shot bad from the three-point line. The Thunder shot respectable from the free throw line, and the Wolves shot 70% from the free throw line. Um, in the first quarter specifically, there were so many shacked moments. You know, you talk about Poku just completely yeeting the ball out of bounds. Uh, Josh Giddy, um, you know, breaking up a, a loose ball. Um, getting possession of it and just flipping it backwards, thinking somebody's back there, nobody's back there, immediate turnover. And then Cat got in on the action and threw one out of bounds too. Like, it was just sloppy basketball all around. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that this has anything to do with it, but if you look at the four players that returned tonight from COVID, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Shea Gildas, Alexander, Darius Baisley, Trey Mann, they all really struggled in terms of scoring the basketball, shooting the basketball. It seemed like all their shots were falling short. And, you know, they were only out for 10 days on COVID protocol, shave even less. Um, but, you know, these guys are NBA players. Like, they require NBA conditioning. And if they miss, you know, a certain amount of time, then, you know, when they get back into the game, they're not necessarily in game shape. And I think that could really contribute. So, Combined, those four players shot 29.7% from the field tonight. And, I mean, that's just that, – that that's kind of why I think that, Cone, you're going to get a much better product when you get to watch the Thunder on Friday. Because yeah. Because this was just uh, – from both sides, too. Like, I mean, the Timberwolves also got D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns um, coming back from COVID protocols, too. So, you know, I, I think that both teams have a lot more to offer. Um, the Thunder, I think, left a lot on the table in terms of um, wide open shots that they just left short. Um, and then, 
you know, miscommunications on passes, being sloppy on turnovers. Uh, I, I just think that there's better basketball to be played. But yeah, this was a this was a really sloppy basketball game. That's my single large item. Yeah, totally agree. After that uh, first quarter, I I googled what the record was for turnovers in a <laughs> basketball game because I was like, this feels like a lot. I mean, we were, at one point we had ten points, ten turnovers, so mm-hmm. it was just. It was really sloppy, and it looked it looked like the ball had like grease on it. Like not no one on either side could hold on to the ball. Players were falling over left and right. It was just a really sloppy game. It was just one of those where it's like you go to the you go to like your gym and you start hooping, and it's like y'all haven't played in a little bit, and it's just like the worst basketball you've ever seen. It happens, like you said, a lot of guys are coming back. So, just I'm glad I'm glad things picked up for both sides after that first quarter for yeah. kind of more of a fun game. Yeah, for sure. No, I uh, they talked about it on the Thunder broadcast. Like Moose had a dunk with like nine something left in the second quarter, and they said that's the first Thunder bucket, like non free throw bucket since the one thirty or yeah one thirty five mark in the first quarter. Like I mean, it was just I think it was one thirty five into the game is what they said. Like you know they they've scored like I think like four or six points in that time frame, but they were all from the stripe. So I mean, that that's just a testament to how bad it was tonight. Um, anybody else got any uh, anything to say about the sloppiness, or should we move on to the next single large item? It was just it was just one of those first quarters where you're just like, we won't ever talk about this ever again. Okay, all right, let's move on again. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Alex, uh, I'm gonna hit you with your single large item, man. Uh, yeah, my single large item. You know, I, I, I'm gonna go against the grain. There's there's not a lot that we can take from this game. It was it was a typical Thunder game. It was one of those games where we get down, we come back. Um, it's close at the end. We force them to to play all their players' big minutes. Man, I just can't get over how much Anthony Edwards looks like Michael Jordan. And I'm not I'm not all about like conspiracy theories, but man, he looks like Michael Jordan. Like he looks like like if Michael Jordan had you know had many dreads in his head he would look exactly like that. Like he looks like Michael Jordan during his first two years of his, of his career. Um, so yeah, that's my single large item right there, man. I, you know, there's not really too much to gauge from this game. You know, it, it's just, every time I look at Anthony Edwards, I'm like, man, you know, did, did, did Michael Jordan go? Like, I think Anthony Edwards is from Georgia. So I think, did he go to like an Atlanta Hawks game and like, you know, Magic dude, City. Dude, do the thing that athletes do when they're in Magic City. So those lemon hey, pepper wings, man. There you go. No, and that's like move. Otto Porter uh, looking hey, Will like Chamberlain. Will. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I just I freak out every single time I see him too. So I feel that, Alex. Totally feel that. <laughs> Love it, uh, Jared. I think your last one left, man. Which single large item for the game? <clears throat> man, I was I was actually really impressed with Baisley tonight. Um, you know, coming back off of protocols, he was out. What was it? The max 10, was 10 days. Most. Yeah. He yeah. Think, so, you know, just his defensive intensity. Yeah. He made some mistakes on the other end of the floor, um, but he brought it on defense all night. You know, even whenever we were, we started making that comeback. I mean, he was, he was the catalyst to a lot of that, whether it was changing someone's shot at the rim or <clears throat> getting the rebound. Um he just he, – he played a solid game all the way around. And, um, you know, seeing him come back and, and be able to contribute the way that he did uh, was impressive to me, especially after that long, you know, having to sit out. Um, 
I'm just, I, I love what he does on the defensive end. It's like, I don't know what clicked with him three weeks, four weeks into the season, but it did. And he's been playing like an absolute freaking monster on that end of the floor ever since he's, he's been playing. So um, yeah, Bay's, Bay's having a great defensive game and coming back, you know, from, from having the COVIDs. The Jeremy Grant model, man. It's, it's looking that way a little bit more and more. It really is. Um, and what's crazy is that we got Jeremy, I think a couple of years older than what we got a hold oh, of yeah. Baisley at. So um, we definitely have, have, you know, the staff and, and we, we know how to build these guys up. And I think Bays, he may not turn that, that corner that everyone wants to see him have this year on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, like, that he's got it. You know what I mean? And, and everyone has to remember Jeremy sort of started out the same way. He, he was throwing block parties, you know, every single game before he started making threes um, or, you know, going at the rim. So, mm-hmm. um, and whenever he did, it was, yeah, it looked like two rats trying to hump in a cotton sack. Like it was just, it made no sense. You know what I mean? It made no sense whatsoever. So, um, and we'd get frustrated with them or, or, you know, get mad about it. And I think Bayes catches a lot of the same heat. Yeah, no, I, I remember Jamie Grant's first game with the Thunder. Um, you know, no practice time at all. I think he was thrown in immediately against the Golden yeah. State Warriors, and he dunked on Kevin Durant. Thunder legend yep. forever. Yep, that solidified it. Yeah, so, no, uh, I mean, you know, talking about Baisley, you know, something that I said – throughout the offseason going into the season, I wanted to see him be aggressive in terms of driving to the rim. And I feel like this guy's trying to dunk on somebody every night. And, you know, some nights he's successful. You know, he's had some really uh, big dunks this year. Um, but he he tried to go at Carl Anthony Towns tonight, and it, it just did not work. Um, on the flip side, Jeremiah Robinson Earl mm-hmm. absolutely just shut – anthony edwards poster attempt down like we've seen anthony edwards put some guys on like some of the meanest dunks of all time um like in poster wise and jeremiah robinson earl was just not about to allow that to happen so uh very interesting to see that was out i said denied oh, okay yeah that was that was a good that was a good block that was a, a very well-timed block um you know, it's like when you see Jer- when you see JRE, you don't really think of blocks. Like you think of somebody that's more of a, a positional defender. But he got up there that time, and I think his pride kind of helped him get a couple more inches off the ground, and and he got that block. So, for sure, man. Well, hey, if that's all the single large item we've got, uh, let's jump into the the juicy stuff, man. So we're gonna turn this into a game. You know, we used to play games on every podcast. Um, we haven't been lately, and that is on me because I come up with the games usually. What time is it? Game time. Um, so th- this is our game. So obviously me and Jerry, um, t- to kind of set this up, um, we talked about it a little bit. We were given some information from a person who gave us prior information about the Kimball Walker being traded to the Knicks the night before it happened. So this is a credible source. Um, he's, he was accurate then. Um, but Again, this is just information. He even said this isn't 100% going to happen. This is just information he gave us. We're passing along to you guys. You can take it for what you want to, but we're going to make a game out of it. So, guys, um, we're going to go around circle. You guys are going to go around circle, and we're going to have three categories. We're going to have the player, the Thunder player, 
that is involved in the trade. We're going to have the team that we are trading with, and we're going to have the return, um, you know, what we're getting back in the trade. And, you know, I'm just going to say, Cone has a really good track record on these little mini games that we play. So the odds are automatically not in your all's favor. So with that, I'll go last. Yeah, I'll go last. I was about to say that. With that being said, we're going to let Cone go last. So we're going to go Moles, Alex, Cone. And we'll just repeat that cycle until one of you guys get it right. You get the point. We move on to the next round. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Start with Moles. Who is your player guest, sir? Hail Maladon. Incorrect. Alex. No, no. Don't say anything yet. Alex. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them guess, and then we can spill the beans after. But, Jerry, if they get it oh. right, we got to give them the point. Sure, sure, sure. But. So, at the beginning, uh, so before the game, um, I was listening to Coach Mike Wilkes, um, his presser before the game, and mm-hmm. one of the things that he said was Derek Favors game time decision. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and say Derek Favors. Uh, I'm going back to my rules here, so I'm just going to say no. It's not Derek Favors. All right, go ahead. All right. So the obvious answers are Kenny Hustle or Mike Muscala. Those are the obvious ones. But from the way that y'all have been talking about this and the way that Jerry said, like, oh, like, like stuff we've heard over the past few months, like doesn't quite make it add up. I'm going to go way out of the box. I don't know if this is right, but I'm going to go with Poku. This is not Poku. Poku okay, not Poku. On the team. Uh, good. That, that makes me happy because that's my dad's favorite player, if you didn't know. Um, oh, yeah. He loves Poku. So it would have broke his heart. Glad I was wrong on that one. Hey, are, we going, are we going around the table again? Yeah, we're going back around. So, yep. Maddie Moles. Kenny Hustle. It is Kenny Hustle. That's Kenny Hustle. Kenny Hustle was uh, I should have just took the obvious one. That's all right. Yeah. That's all it, right. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. You, you'll understand why we said it wasn't it, – it's not – it's not. it isn't in line with what's been talked about once we get through all the information. So, Oh, yeah. great. Uh, starting back from the beginning here, Maddie Moles is on the board with one point. Maddie Moles, it is now your turn to pick what team this uh, said player may be traded to. Uh, um. Hawks. Incorrect. Jerry, I'm going to let Matt, you say correct or incorrect. Yeah, yeah Matt, I got you. That, that was a good guess. That was one of my first thoughts was the Hawks. All right, Alex. Um, I'm going to go with a common trade partner for the Thunder. I'm going to go with Boston. Incorrect. Okay. Cone. Uh, hmm. I'm trying I to like think this, of teams that would... I think this might take longer than finding probably take a bit. Yeah. So when you say, so once again, the thought process is y'all talking about kind of contradicting stuff that we've heard. My thought is all that we've heard is like, we want to keep Kenny. He's like kind of a, like, like he's a, he's a guy we see as like a future role player type guy, but also like we're all in on the future. So kind of my thought is like, Oh, we won't really get like a future thing in return. So I was trying to think of teams that don't have a lot really that they'd probably give up. Um, And none of those came to mind. So I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Incorrect. Nice process, uh, though. We like. Yeah. Thank you. Wait Moles. till it comes back around. We'll see if it works a little bit better. Does Maddie yeah. Mills have a chance to get two points on the board? Lakers. It is the Lakers. <laughs> it is the Lakers. Look at Maddie go. Yeah. Maddie Mills on on the board twice in a row. He he doesn't feel good about it though. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks I mean, kind of sick right now. 
Uh, uh, I'm just like, who the heck are we getting back? That's yeah. the thing, or what so are we getting that, back? That, that, this is going to be kind of tough. And and I just want to preface this and say, like, th- this whole thing could go way differently than, you know, what we were told. Um, you know, so we're just going to base it off what we're told right now. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's it, it should be pretty easy, in my opinion, if you're looking at their their roster and salary caps to figure this one out. And, and I'll say this before you guess too. It's just like when Cone said that guy randomly DM'd him and said he saw Presty in the restaurant with book, book night. It wasn't saying, hey, this guy told me that the Thunder's drafting book night. Obviously, that didn't happen. He just got information. He shared the information. That's what we were doing here. And yep. you guys take it for what it is. So, Maddie Moles, the return for Kenny Hustle to the Lakers. Uh, is it Kenny for Kendrick? Kendrick Nunn? Oh, no, no. No. Oh, God. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Incorrect. Alex. <laughs> so I would think that one of the big things that um, that the Lakers want in this, not just Kenny Hustle, but they also probably want some salary cap relief. Um, so I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Taylor Horton Tucker. Incorrect. Sadly. And, and just because no one said anything yet, there is some draft compensation, future draft compensation okay. included in this in this deal also. Jerry, that 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 was two options. No, 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 no. Because mm-hmm. we did say a player. You know what no, I mean? I just said included. return. I didn't say player. I said return. I think I said player on accident. Oh, God, Jerry, you're ruining the game. Go, Cone. Right. So, so I, does it have a player? It, no, it does have a player. I thought I thought okay. that I said that in the beginning, and, and if I didn't, my bad. All right. I mean, so they've, got, they've got to give someone up because yeah, right. salary. Yeah. Um, so, salary-wise, they really don't – well, the thing is we can take back salary. They really can't. Um, so, it's got to be at least a couple – mill um looking at their roster it's like i think it'd be the funniest thing in the world if it was trevor ariza coming back to oklahoma city um which would be hilarious but also i don't think they would do that to him um there was a rumor that they were trying to move deandre jordan so i'm gonna go with them incorrect it's not uh, that would line up with the news that was out there though so that is yeah fair. yeah i'm not y'all log on playing yeah. chess <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that you've all gone around, I will say it's a player pick combination. So, yeah. Yeah. But Maddie I guess Moles. you can just guess the player if you want to. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah. We got time. Uh, Avery Bradley. Incorrect. Alex. Uh, so, I mean, I think this guy is, it's been very drama filled as far as this season, his season in LA this year. So, I'm going to say Dwight Howard. Incorrect. And I'm surprised none of you guys have guessed LeBron James yet. I'm really disappointed. There's no way we'd give up Kenny for LeBron. That doesn't make any sense. I know. It's stupid us. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't God, fit Jerry. the timeline. Think with they your head. To, they don't have enough draft picks to add to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there's not many people that match up with the salary. Uh, I guess they're not going to trade Mallow. Um I guess Wayne Ellington's like the one of the last guys. Oh, I just thought of someone else, but is it Wayne Ellington? No, 
it's not. It, I think it's the other yeah. guy I'm thinking of. That. Yeah, I think, nice. think Cone's got it, but we'll see yeah. if he gets back to Oh, him. man. Moles. Baysmore. It is Camp Bay. Ding, ding, yep. ding. Oh, yeah. that was the other one. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. So it's uh, as far as Professor Plum with the pipe in the study. <laughs> Moles, Moles went three for three here, man. Yeah, yeah. With the sweep. Beautiful. Beautiful. Him go. Hey, we'll, we'll do bonus round. What's what's the what's the pick convert? Yeah, what's the pick? We won't say how future many picks. Second. We won't say what the picks are. A future second, and well, two future yeah. two future seconds probably. That is that is also correct. That is actually correct. Wow, wow, he's really good. Wow. Really? Maddie Moles is our Maddie Moles is our source, guys. But no, that's that's what we're saying. Why it was like kind of shocking, kind of threw us off guard. Because if you listen to any kind of Thunder podcast the last few months, if you watch the games, you could probably look at Kenny Hustle, Ken, Kendrick Williams, and say, I think that guy at least nets you back a late first round pick. A certain team, maybe even like low, like late lottery pick, maybe, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And, you know, that's what's kind of frustrating because, you know, you, you don't want Kenny Hustle to get traded. And if he's traded, you want to get back a return that you're going to be happy with because Kenny Hustle does all these great things on the court. (laughs) He's beloved by the fan base and, you know, he's, He's a guy that, you know, you want whenever the team's ready to win again. Um, so if you're getting back two seconds and a guy who does, does – Bay, doesn't play, like, does he? No, no. He's trash. Bazemore really. doesn't play. You know, you get back a guy that doesn't play and you're getting back two future seconds. They're probably bad seconds. Um, I think uh, one of them was like a pick swap between the Wizards and the Pistons second or something like that, so – did this person just say that this oh, is what they okay. were hearing? Is that was that their wording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what they're saying. Like you know, that's that's the deal that's kind of on the table. They said the Thunder's searching for two future seconds to get back for Kendrick Williams, and so, I even said in the DM, like, dang, I really thought we could get a first for Kenny, but they said that's not the market right now. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. Um. So. Instead of two seconds, what if they included Austin Reeves in there? Ain't happening. You don't no, think so? No, I don't. Isn't he? Can he be traded? No, he's no, he signed. Yeah, no, I think he, he got a deal, but I, I just don't see that happening because, God forbid, I mean, they need shooting and someone with a little bit of, you know, fight behind them. And that team just doesn't have a lot of it. So I think Austin but, I mean, that is would... a very big high point yeah. for them. That would Especially open a long term spot for them. No, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool and all, you know, returning the kid back to Oklahoma, but yeah, I just don't see it. I mean, he's just basically on, on that roster. Yeah, basically on that roster, he's he's the only guy that I think the Thunder would target to keep. Um. So, yeah, yeah, and it just it just goes to show you, you know, Presti's <laughs> Presti's not trying to get players. He's he's trying to get some picks back. You know, he's. Um, you know, Maddie talked about missing a large item. You know, how are we going to open up minutes for guys like Poku to come in and really develop? And, you know, I'm not saying that Poku's going to come in and take all of Kenny's minutes because he's probably not. It's probably going to spread out. But a move like that, probably shutting down Muscala at some point in the season because, let's be honest, it's probably going to happen because if they shut down Shea at any point and he's not actually injured, they're never going to hit the end of it. 
Um, but, you know, if you shut down Moose and you trade away Kenny, then look at that. You've got a whole chunk of minutes for guys like Poku, Baisley, Trey Mann, you know, all these young guys to come in and, you know, get developmental minutes. So it helps you there, and it also helps your pick this year because, you know, as, uh, as much as we love Kenny, he was hurting our pick <laughs> because – he was kind of the catalyst in a lot of these comeback victories that we've had. So, um, yeah. yeah. And in terms of why that makes you sad, Jerry's over here, over here having an existential crisis. Um, on Bro, I just, I flopped world. a set. I'm playing poker right now. I flopped a set. This jerk off freaking calls me down after I re-raise it four times over and ends up hitting a flush. Like what a terrible poker player. Jesus Christ, you're terrible. That hey, that seems like a, a great time to transition. Anybody else got anything to say about the the a rumor? And I want to stress it's it's just like a rumor. It's kind of what's on the table. It's not a hundred percent gonna happen. You know, much like the the Buddy Hill trade to the Lakers was something that was on the table, was tweeted out as something that was gonna happen, but like it didn't happen, obviously. So anybody else got anything else to say about it? The the rumor but, last year was that he was his value was a late first. And yeah. he certainly hasn't done anything to to hurt his value this season. He's played exceptional uh, for his role. So I, I'm I'm left with like a lot. I feel like there's a lot to be desired there on that deal. Yeah, very underwhelmed. Well, I I think kind of in um, not retrospect in comparison, Hamdou Diallo, a guy that was playing exceptionally well last year, a guy who was really young and you know, had a bright future. Like he had, his improved every year he was in the league. Um, I, me personally, you know, it's probably my homerism and, you know, me being a UK fan, I thought we could net at least like a late first rounder for Hami. You know, we didn't, we got, I don't even think we got two seconds. Did we, we got one second rounder for that and Svee? Yeah. And Svee, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it just goes to show you like, it, it doesn't matter like how we value the players, you know, at the end of the day, prestigious and pick, pick, pick acquisition mode. Yeah. I think that, I think that's what I was going for there. Yes. Like, you know, the Argentinian Thunder fans probably thought deck was worth a weight first. He was not. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like, here, here's my thing. So, I mean, the, the two, you know, in the end, Kenny Hustle, yes. Kenny Hustle has – he has looked real good on our team. Um, and Kenny Hustle will probably help another team out immensely, especially a team like the Lakers that are so defensively starved on, on the wing yeah. um, and just somebody who knows how to play. Uh, but, like, the like you got to take into account the two seconds. Don't look at that because those – Second round picks are just like whatever. Um, what we need to take into account is the fact that getting him off our, off of our team and allowing guys like you said, like Poku, allowing guys like Trey Man, allowing guys like that to to play. Number one, you develop them, but number two, it's probably not going to be the most conducive thing to winning basketball games. And so, like you said, you know, we you, you remain in that three, four, five range where, hey, you know what? We're not, we're, we're not, you know, 
the chances of us slipping to sixth again or, or lower uh, kind of goes down, you know, as opposed to last year. So when you look at this, don't necessarily just look at it as, oh, two second round picks, which could be crap. You have to look at it as, you know, how does this affect us now towards getting our own picks? And so, you know, I, I don't think like I like I've always said with Kenny, like he looks like a Robert Covington type player. Like maybe you can get you some some weird first round picks for him. Um, but at the same time, I don't think, you know, I think this team looks at their first round pick asset stash that they have. And they're like, we have enough first round picks. We need to to get some stuff on the fringes and we need to get this guy off of our team. Not because of anything bad, but because of us wanting to 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 keep the chances of us getting a, a, a real good pick high. Yeah, for sure. Accumulation was the word I was looking for, not acquisition. So I found mm. it. Just took me a while. Uh, coming before we uh, transition, man, you got anything to add to this? You've been quiet here recently. <laughs> I just really like Kenny. Kenny's one of those players that we got that we weren't expecting to be such a big contributor. And the way that he's like, he's broken out in Oklahoma city before that he was just mm-hmm. this guy who didn't have many big minutes. And like, like today, um, my guy, Kenny King of the fourth quarter, y'all know he tweeted at me. and was like, Hey, what do I have to do to get Cambridge Williams on the bowls? And it's like to have guys like, tweeting and i've had like like if I, i've even had lakers fans every time i tweet about kenny hustle which if they're listening to this would probably be pretty happy yeah. ask me like yo how can we get Cambridge williams or like, they're like nah don't, he's not going to the bulls he's gonna be a laker so just to see a guy like that who came to oklahoma city get this much recognition it's super cool um now two second rounders like that's fine i'm i'm not tripping that much over the package we get back i just really don't want to see kenny go because i think he is a great role player for this team he fits great next to shea he defends he hits his shots he's just a really fun player and it's a cool story so um i'm a guy who like i love this team every player on this team and i know when we are trying to get back and compete it's not like all the guys on this team are not going to be here it's just not realistic Mm -hmm. um so every time we lose one or there's a chance of losing one, it hurts. It's going to happen. Uh, that's kind of the result of getting attached to a rebuilding team. So heavily is you're going to see a lot of guys get moved, but ultimately like it would be cool to see Kenny get that chance to go win a ring and compete alongside LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. I think he really would be a perfect fit for that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, he adds the three point shooting. He has the defense that they miss so much. So um, it would be cool for him. Um, like two second rounders. That's fine. I, I would love to get a first, but you know, it's, we're going to get what we're going to get. If they're late, like if they're second rounders way in the future, that they could even be all right. If, um, and I mean, even like, like people were complaining that we got a second round pick back in the Mie Oni tr- like trade thing that happened a few days ago, um, just for existing, like people are mad that we got a pick for some reason. I think they're just over the whole picks thing, but like Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Aaron Wiggins, both second round picks, just to name a couple that are producing immediately as rookies. So second round picks are fine. Um, just adds more assets to the pool. So, you know, I guess, like you said, it's a rumor. So we'll see if it actually happens. But uh, Kenny Hustle's a dude and I like him a lot. So it suck, but. And okay, when so, was Lou Dort so drafted? Undrafted. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you know, that that's an extra crack at a guy potentially like a Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. Down the line too. Yeah. So fourth question: oh. When does this happen, Dylan? What do you think? Ah, man, I, I have no idea. Well, that's a uh, who was it? 
Oh, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry was talking to me before you guys came on. He was like, I was confused to see Kenny out there. I was like, I mean, Jerry, he didn't say it was happening tonight, man. Like, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of days left until the deadline. Um, so That feels like a move that won't happen until the deadline. I feel yeah. like the Lakers are really? going to – I feel like the Lakers will take their time. I think they just – they evaluate all their options because they don't have a lot of pieces that they can really realistically move. So I think they're going to really take their time, evaluate things, see what kind of comes to the table. And I mean, I don't, I don't think the Thunder should be in any rush to trade Kenny either. If we're going to trade him, get the value back that we need. I don't, while he is a good player, I don't think he's hurting us that much by being here in terms of development. Um, so, and I mean, yeah. like, I, I still think there is always a chance we could keep him just as like a solid role player. Um, so I don't think either side should be in too much. Maybe the Lakers a little bit because they've been kind of off and on. Like they haven't been great this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mediocre is the exact word I was looking for, actually. Um, Mid. Mid. There you go. Dylan using the the Twitter lingo. Um, But I just I don't I don't see many moves happening like too far ahead of the deadline. I could, I mean, I could see it happening soonish. Maybe if the Lakers really want to kind of get a jump on things and the thunder are like, okay, yeah, this package is fine. But I also feel like he's a player that so many contending teams would want. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they call other teams like, Hey, Lakers are offering us this for Kenny hustle. Mm-hmm. What are you offering us type thing? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think one of the things that the Lakers might be waiting on, I'm just saying this strictly from secondhand experience. My buddy, like my best friend, he's like a huge Lakers fan. And he's really liked what Stanley Johnson's been able to bring to the table since they signed him on a 10-day contract. They signed him to a full contract. Um, you know, maybe the Lakers feel like uh, Stanley Johnson could, you know, really step in and, you know, kind of be that, like, wing spot off the bench, a guy that comes in and plays defense, you know, maybe knocks down some shots. And maybe they're just waiting to see – you know, AD come back from injury and see how, you know, all those players come together and then, you know, maybe then make a decision on Kendrick Williams. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of ways you can go about it, but now let me ask y'all this. Um, Do you think that the emergence of Aaron Wiggins on the thunder made the organization more willing to maybe shop Kenny for more minutes and uh, you know, those seconds we talked about? Yes. A hundred percent. Because he kind of, well, well, he doesn't do the stuff that Kenny does quite as well now. Mm -hmm. Like he has the same mold of a good cutter, good defender, can hit some open threes, like do a little bit of everything. So he's one of those guys that I think if you kind of look at it in the way that you can get stuff back for Kenny, open up more minutes for the young guys. And plus you just slot Aaron Wiggins into that role that Kenny's been playing this whole season even if you lose more games because he's not quite as good at it, the developmental opportunities that he will get because of that open or those open minutes will help him become that kind of player. So. For sure. Anybody else got anything to add about that? I just. Uh, oh, go ahead, Alex. You go. I was just going to say, I, if, if the Thunder really like this trade, I don't, I don't see why it doesn't happen sooner. Like you don't want to go. Like you still have an entire month and about a week, maybe even a week and a half left before the trade deadline. So that's, you know, you're talking about 15, 16 games. The Thunder, you know, the Thunder could win six, seven, eight of those games. Um, and so I don't, I don't think you necessarily want to go into the trade deadline having already won, you know, 21, 22, 23 games. So I think the timing of it, I think it's going to surprise us as far as when it happens. I mean, hey, I will say, like I said, you know, when he 
when he told us about the Kemba to Knicks trade, it was literally the night before. So who knows? We can wake up tomorrow <laughs> and this all dropped out. And if this drops while I'm on the plane to OKC and I can't oh, like man. record a video about it, it's going to suck. I'm going to have to talk about it in the vlog that I'm going to make. And you're going to start crying yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah, beyond be be the time, Connor. Mm-hmm. You gotta just you gotta just record that scenario right now and have it on the ready. Yeah. So you just press publish Ooh, as soon as that'd you be land. crazy. The the second Woj tweets about it, I put up that video and everyone's like, "How the hell did you like get this out?" Reaction. Like what? Yeah, man. <laughs> Clear gotta have it on the ready. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan here, and I'm here to talk about Lightbox. I got a Lightbox where my heart used to be. All right, now for real, say goodbye to the dual gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white, maybe even thunder blue. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they won't have to. They really do make an outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, well, closing the door on the Kenny Hustle trade, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the future here, boys. Um, you know, we did this a uh, few weeks ago. Um, we're just going to talk draft prospects here. And, you know, we're not going to talk anybody in the top five because I think we've talked about everybody in the top five. We've talked about the Chet Holmgrens. We talked about Paulo Benchero, Bencaro, sorry, uh, Jabari Smith. I think we even talked about Jaden Ivey and, of course, Jalen Duran. I know Connor was really high on him. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go against the grain. It's somebody outside of the top five, and uh, yeah, we're just we're gonna talk about them. Tell tell everybody why you like them and why you want to keep an eye on them and how you think they fit on the team. So, uh, so so is this oh, is this scenario like if the Thunder get the sixth pick, who would you want them to draft? Uh, not necessarily. I, I was just no, saying okay. like somebody you like outside of the top five. We could do that though if you want to. I don't care. I mean, so let's establish who who are the top five. So, Chet, Paolo, Jabari, Jaden Ivy, Jaden Ivy, Jaden Ivy, and Jalen Duran. Okay. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, this guy is somebody that's been moving up draft boards uh, specifically after his uh, performance. Um, I think it was against Purdue. Yeah, it was against Purdue and Jaden Ivey. Uh, Johnny Davis, shooting guard out of Wisconsin. Dude is a bucket. Um, you know, six foot five, 196. He's not like, you know, he's not tiny like Poku. He's not huge like Jeremiah Robinson or anything. He's got a good frame on him for that size. Uh, he's not super athletic, but he's, a, he's an absolute bucket. Um, he does it on the big stage. You know, like I said, going against Purdue, Purdue's like one of the top teams in the nation with one of the top players in the nation, Jaden Ivey. He doesn't shy away from that competition. Um, and he's a guy that I think around, you know, once we hit March Madness, uh, Wisconsin is known to make deep runs through the tournament. So uh, I think that, you know, by the time we start talking about our draft coverage, we could be talking about Johnny Davis. Um uh, 
he might be trying to get into that top five by then. Who knows? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Johnny Davis. Yeah, he's a guy that, um, looking at Bleach Report, did a mock draft the other day. They had him at number five. Um, yeah, he's 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 really nice. Um, he's that guy. He's a guy that I've seen talking about, like being talked about by a lot of the draft guys I follow on Twitter. Like they're all like super high on Johnny Davis. Like he's, like you said, he's kind of been skyrocketing. So um, yeah, it would be nice to have a, a guy like him. He'd be really nice on this team. It reminds me of Jalen Suggs, honestly, because like, you know, going into the season, like, you know, people knew about Suggs, but they didn't know about Suggs. And then like mm-hmm. out of nowhere, Suggs just you know, shot up draft boards. I think at one point he was like number one on Tankathon rankings. Um, yeah. You know, Davis isn't there yet, but I mean, he's definitely, you know, shot right up the draft board. So yeah, he's definitely somebody to watch. Um, uh, Come, let's go to you, man. Who's your uh, prospect? Yeah. So the guy I was kind of looking at is Keegan Murray uh, from Iowa. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a power forward. He's six, eight. Um, he's put up 23 or more points in their last, uh, or in their first six games, he's got two 35 point games recently. He just gets buckets. Um, he's, he just kind of has a flashes of like a little bit of everything. Um, there's playmaking defensive. Like I mentioned, he can score the ball. So he just kind of seems like a super versatile player. And I think that's kind of the type of guy that OKC has started to really go for is guys like. Uh, that can kind of just do a little bit of everything. No one who's like super one dimensional. And so I think he'd fit this team pretty well. We need bigs and uh, most of the like pretty good big guys are towards like, like we were talking about the top five, like you've got um, Paolo and Chet like up there. Uh, so he's one of those guys that's a little bit down kind of maybe in like, like a seven, eight, nine ish kind of range. So if we do end up having a little bit of a down pick compared to what we kind of expected going into the season, I would like, someone versatile like him to kind of just keep adding to this identity of guys that can defend create for themselves and others and yeah just add some buckets yes sir i like it i like it yeah i've seen a i know draft deeper Corey toliba you know friends of the pod for sure um they they're really high on keegan murray and actually uh i'm wanting to you know sometime mid-season maybe have on um a I think uh, Nathan Grubel. Yeah, that's that's draft deeper's name. I'm wanting to have Nate, Corey, uh, maybe Keandre of Hoop Intellect, you know, have them on to kind of give like a midseason report card of our rookies because, you know, they've all had um, varying minutes, varying success, and, you know, like to see kind of what they think about them and, you know, even look at the draft class. But, yeah, they've they've all been uh, very high on Keegan Murray. So uh, that's definitely an name to watch out for. Uh, now I'm going to Alex. Alex, who is your prospect? You want to keep an eye on here. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna stay on the wing, and I'm gonna go with uh, Benedict Matherin mm-hmm. uh, from Arizona. Like he, he ha- he's he, as far as the negatives, he's a little bit he's a little bit shaky with the with the handle. He can you know he can give it up a little bit, but then again, Arizona doesn't really have a ton of top flight talent, and so he's he has to be it. Um, and he's averaging. You know, 19 points a game, 6.5 rebounds. He's shooting 51, 39, and 79 shooting splits. So that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I just think, you know, here lately he's had a 29-point game, a 30-point game, 28-point game, 27-point game, shooting very efficiently in those games, by the way. Uh, so, you know, we get if we slip down and we get a guy like this, you know, that would be great. And secondly – Let's just get a team full of Canadians. He's Canadian. So 
There you Let's go. Just roll with Building that. on that team chemistry. For the yeah, country. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's, he, he, he'd probably get along better with Dork because he's from Montreal. There you go. Uh, Matty Moles, who is your prospect to keep an eye on, my friend? I kind of like guys off the beaten path. Um, obviously, like, it's hard for some of these international cats to really get a good gauge on them. Obviously, um, I should have known about gonna, more about fall Giddy. He's going to with another uh, uh, well, Yeah, another. So this guy's obviously going to be a Houston Rocket in the future. Uh, Ushmane Jing, uh, he plays oh, for yeah. the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, I like him. Tall dude, six seven, six eight, point forward type of guy. Comparisons to like a Paul George Light. I really don't know. Big wingspan. That's span. pretty. That's that's pretty high praise. But like seven foot wingspan can shoot it uh, as a distributor. Can get nasty on on the boards a little bit too. So that it kind of fits in with with Presti's mold here of getting. Uh, guys that are multifaceted have the ability to play multiple positions and that are really long. He, he's got a type, he likes that length. Um, and I think, you know, a guy like that alongside Shay, alongside Giddy, alongside Dort, like that just fits pretty naturally there. He's a guy right now projected to go late in the first. We'll see how everything shakes out and we'll see what, you know, uh, private workouts and stuff look like way after the season, but wouldn't shock me if that guy ends up being a late lottery pick. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot about him. Um, his, uh, obviously he's from Australia, you know, like completely different, but like, um, just his, uh, his emergence has reminded me a lot of Shingun and Usman Garuba. And I definitely think that after the success of the international players in this past draft, I definitely think we could be seeing, you know, kind of an uptick um, in this coming draft. So uh, definitely got to keep an eye on uh, somebody else. I, I want to just mention, I was trying to find his stats. I can't find anything about it, but uh, Dyson Daniels, um, he's a guy that actually played with Josh Giddy um, in Australia. Uh, he's playing for the G League Ignite team right now. I, like I said, I couldn't get a hold of the stats. I think he's averaging 11 points a game, seven rebounds, something like that, but He's like a six five six six. Um, plays more um, on the wing than guard, uh, like Giddy does. Um, he's a guy that is really athletic, can defend, uh, can score a little bit. You know, he's he's just a really versatile player. Um, he's not a guy that I'm trying to like reach for, but he's a guy that you know if we fall in like late lottery, um, early uh, like late teens, something like that, then he's a guy that I wouldn't mind seeing uh, come on the team. Uh, if nothing else, just solidarity for Josh Giddy. Um, you know, showing him that, you know, we we appreciate you and we want you to be comfortable here. Yeah, right. I mean, right. Australian speak uh, Australian speak English. It's not like he has a language barrier. Okay, that's not what I meant. I meant former <laughs> teammate, you jerk. What? Because I haven't been able to really keep a, a monitor on him. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was the guy before the season started. He was a potential top five pick, people were saying. Um, he went to uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of the skill set's there, but maybe the production isn't. What's your beat on him? 
he's the guy that I mentioned earlier, not earlier, but the last time we did this, that I wouldn't mind taking like a later first round flyer on. I I would absolutely not want to pick him uh, first, uh, given the competition that he's playing with the production that he's doing in that competition. And the fact that I I think he's hurt right now. He's uh, I'm looking at basketball reference. He said he's played seven games this season. So um that that could be wrong it could just not have updated because it's like you said wisconsin milwaukee and they don't have actual stats on that but yeah he's he's a guy that scares me just because you know you look at a guy like josh giddy and you look at him playing in a league like the nbl a, guy, a league that has like actual professional basketball competition and you see how it translates in his first year in the nba and then you have patrick baldwin jr who plays for University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Obviously, it's not a Power 5 school. I don't even know if it's considered a mid-major. I don't really know what the classification of that is. Um, But the amount of competition, like, it's just – it's not even night and day. Like, it's it's more starker than night and day. I can't even think of, like, a a more different thing than that in professional basketball. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean – it's, it's going to be hard to produce because obviously he's the team and anybody that they play against, like they're going to throw like two, three, sometimes four guys uh, just to get the ball out of his hands because like he is like the first, second, third and fourth option. Um, but I mean, he's definitely intriguing. He's got the height. He's got the length. Uh, he's got the shot, you know, coming in to college. Uh, he has the shot and, you know, he has, all this crazy potential, but there's there's a lot of red flags there for me. Yeah, RJ Hunter vibe from him. Oh yeah, wow. you did you Big did say time. that. You did say that. Hey, that was a legendary moment though. Him hitting that shot and his dad falling out of the out of the little willy spinny chair. Legendary. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, hey, that's that's all we got for the prospects. So uh, we're gonna bring it back and end this pod with a segment we have not done in a while. Um, it is a segment that's near and dear to our hearts, and it is the Shay and Nay of the week. Cause you had a bad day. You take it one down. You're feeling good, like I should. When in the walk around the neighborhood. go to maddie moles first before he takes a drink of his beverage and he's taking a drink of his beverage so i'm going to talk as filler uh maddie moles what's your say and for the week all right um well i guess my nay is like everyone else like coming back to work after the holiday weekend and all that stuff but um man part of the nay is long road trips with two kids and a dog like just so stressful um Y'all may have saw my, you may have seen in my tweet when we went out, uh, both kids ended up having bodily fluids of two different types. 
um, go out all over their their car seats. My dog peed herself too when she was in her uh, dog bed. And that all happened within the first two hours of really a 16 hour trip for us. And Oh man. <laughs> so it, it smelled all kinds of great in that Toyota Highlander. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, but they did better on the way back. And, uh, my, my Shay is that my two year old daughter who is potty training has, uh, gone more days than not in the last several weeks to daycare and not had any accidents there. So, I'm taking the wins where I can get a man. Maybe we're going to be up out of diapers soon completely. And then we'll just have one in diapers. So Save there we go for sure. My Shay and a, cause I'm a, cause I'm a parent and dad life is all about talking about poop. So there we go. <laughs> Crap talking all day. All right. I like it. Uh, let's go to Alex. Alex, what's your Shay and a of the week? Uh, so my Shay is, you know, I had, we had a couple of COVID scares and, you know, or, original member of the pod, Anthony, he, he, he had, he had COVID um, and he's finally getting over it. So just, you know, that's a Shay and just an A is, you know, this, this darn thing just keeps going, man. You know, this dang, this dang uh, coronavirus just keeps on going, man. It's just, you know, it just sucks. It just sucks, man. Ready to get life back on track, man. Yep, for sure. Right there with you, man. And uh, so I'm gonna uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and go to Cone. Cone, uh, what, what's your Shay and A for the week? I think I know what your Shay is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, let me try and think of a day. Um, <laughs> probably just my day is that the the we- <laughs> the weather's been really crappy here. Um, yeah. it's been like it was super nice to start the week. It was like 70, like on like on Christmas, it was like 70 degrees, which was crazy. And then since then, it was like hovering between like 55 ish to like like low 70s there was one day here where it was like almost 80 um and now it's just it's just really rainy and cold um like the other day when i went to go get my booster shot um which was uh actually pretty like i didn't have many symptoms yesterday which was pretty good uh, other than like a headache so i got away kind of easy on that one but um like I wanted to go get my booster shot and it was one of those days where it was like kind of snowing, kind of raining. Um, the roads were all wet and it was like, they were super windy. And so I was sprinting into the place to get my booster shot, like with my head down like this, trying to like not get super wet. Um, so it's just been really gross weather here over the past few days. And also I've heard in Oklahoma city, the weather has been pretty good recently. And now I think tomorrow when I get in, it's going to be like 20, like 20 degrees, which I am not used to um so that'll be an experience but uh yeah just the weather has kind of been a nay and then of course the shay going to okc uh the thunder shout out to them dm me today and asked if i or said that they were going to give me a vip experience on sunday's game which is insane um kind of crazy what can happen when you make a twitter account when you're bored one day at work um and it's just been really cool so i'm super excited to see what that means and just go to uh Paycom Center. I almost said the peak. Um, go to Paycom Center for the first time. Uh, I get to see the City Edition Court, which will be pretty cool on Friday, yep. and then um, traditional stuff on Sunday. So I'm just really excited. Excited to meet a bunch of people um, and try out a bunch of restaurants. I've gotten like a million food recommendations. Um, if y'all have any others, let me know. But yeah, just this whole trip starting tomorrow is kind of surreal that it's kind of here now. So 
That's awesome, man. Is it a, is it just you and Ryan coming down or your parents? Coming it's down? me, Ryan and my dad are going. Okay. So it's the three of us. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. I'm going to make sure to vlog it. And then we're going to try and do a, I don't remember. I can't remember if we mentioned on here, but uh, we're going to try and do like kind of like a law, a live, like recap kind of pod thing after the Sunday game. So that'll be fun. Yes, sir. You're going to meet up with uh, Jerry, uh, Alex. I, th- I think you was going to meet up too. All right, Alex might meet up with you. And I, I think Tyranny. Yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm sorry. No, I'm, right here, I'm right. I'm right here talking to you. Yeah, man, I'm gonna try. And it's just like, oh, okay, I'm I'm on mute. Cool. Yeah. No, it's all good. I mean, hey, at least Yo, you can do it when you when Moose was on the pod, like you know, like somebody over here. Yeah, no. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you get to meet half the unit. Uh, we get to talk about your experience the whole weekend. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited for you. You know, I wish I could come down there. Uh, if, if circumstances was different, I would be down there as well. But you know, someday we're gonna make it happen. Another time, man. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a unit weekend. It's gonna be a great time. But um, what, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll all meet up to watch Game Seven of the 2025 NBA Finals. Yes, sir. OKC. Okay, yeah. OKC okay, versus Cleveland. It'll be crazy. Yep, staying for the prayer too. Prayer is going to be lit. Um, but, but yeah, boys, uh, my Shea and A for the week. Um, so my Shea actually happened last week. Uh, we we got a new vehicle. Uh, we got a brand new minivan um, to accommodate Ooh. all of our needs um, for Nova and our two other kids, like AJ. All the equipment Nova has, and you know, it's just for a myriad of reasons it's just going to make our life so much easier it's going to make life on chelsea so much easier going to all these different appointments for nova and um you know just want to say thank you to everybody that donated on the gofundme you guys were able to uh you you guys helped us able to pay a like ten thousand dollar down payment on this thing i'm like you know these these vehicles are not cheap and so we definitely appreciate you guys for that and you know can't say thank you enough for that and um, my day for the week, we're going to go on a fun note. Uh, this actually happened a couple hours ago. I mean, I got in the shower and, you know, turned the water on. Listen to music. It's about to be a whole vibe. And I, I don't know why. I don't know how it happened, but I stepped in the shower. I slipped, tried to catch myself, hit my shin, hit my knee, hit my other knee, hit my shoulder, and then I smacked my head on the shower. So had a had an old man moment in the shower. And, uh, you know, it was not fun. Um, to make matters worse after the shower, my wife came in there and I was like, you know, I, I fell. She was like, well, I asked if you were okay. I was like, yeah, I didn't hear you. Like I, I, you could have come and checked on me. She's like, well, I sent, I sent AJ over there and apparently AJ went over there and he's like, oh, he's just listening to music. And Chelsea's like, oh, he's okay then. I'm like, okay, cool. So, cause I had music on, I, I, I could have been sitting there with my head busted open, but you know. It's all good. It's all good. It, it, it was a fun time. But yeah, that's my day for the week. My head still hurts a little bit. My shin definitely hurts because I've got some bony legs and my shin is screaming. But yeah, that that Dylan that is questionable for, for next podcast. I I am questionable. I, I think for the next like few minutes, like at least till midnight, it needs to not be thunder chats. You need to change your name to Life Alert. At this point. Uh, I need a life work because nobody was coming. <laughs> I was like, I could have been knocked out. Just well, like- you were fine. You were listening to music. You're good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you were- it's all good. AJ didn't want to interrupt the vibes you had going. 
Yeah, and then then she said that AJ came over after like every song changes. Like, oh, he's listening to this now. He's listening to this now. And just the same thing. Okay, he's good. He, he was trying to judge. AJ was trying to judge your mood based on like how which songs were playing. It's like, Yo. oh, this is a sad one. He might not be okay. Hey, you should have thrown on Sarah McLaughlin. You would have had like everybody in there immediately. Uh, yeah. Now next, you know. So next time, if you get hurt, if you're able to just reach over to the phone and switch it to like like in the arms of the angel type stuff, like yeah. your whole family will come running run to check on you. So just, just blood gushing from my head, just crawling, trying to grab my phone and switch it. And then everybody. Mom, mom dad's listening to 50 cent again. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll tell you what I was listening to. I'll tell you what I was listening to low key because it popped up on, uh, on Pandora. Um, the Bruno song from Encanto. I don't know if you guys seen Encanto yet. That song is an absolute banger. Uh, if you have yeah. not seen Encanto, it's a phenomenal movie. Uh, Disney does it again. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. I know you got kids, man. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, we saw it. Uh, we saw it Christmas. Did you love it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it, man. It was awesome. Yeah. You see, you know the we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Swaggy. We like it. Maddie Moles and Cone. Uh, Cone, that's something for you to watch on the plane. So there you go. That's your Ooh, homework. Thank you. I you did go. need something to do on the plane. I've been trying to decide. There you go. My my daughter's all about Moana. That's that's her jam right now. So we we pretty much play the hell out of that in the the Maddie Moles household. Moana's a banger as well. But you got to get on that Encanto too, because I think she'd like that too. But. All right, we're talking about Disney animation now, so that's a good time to end the pod. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a good pod. Sorry to, you know, get you guys all confused, hot and bothered on Twitter about the the rumor that we had. Uh, you just, uh, the source said they didn't want to put it on Twitter, like the actual details. So that's why we took it to the pod. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Um, wear a mask where you need to. Vaccinate if you have not. Hoop when you can, indoors, hopefully, because it's cold. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.